Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We were in a carpet store. My dad and my mom were looking to buy a new carpet. They wanted to buy a new carpet. When my parents wanted to buy something, they turned into mad scientists. They have to run five different types of statistical analysis and amass as much information as they can in order to buy what they want. So this meant hours and hours at the carpet store. It was like Narnia. They go in and time stops. <laughs> I remember once listening to an entire Vespers CD in the car when my parents were in the store. So I had to be about six years old and I was at this carpet store. And there were some awesome toys this time. So I was so excited. I said to my sister, Chrissy, Chrissy, toys, let's play with the toys. So we played with the toys. And it was awesome. They were such cool toys that I had never had before or seen before. So we were playing with the toys, and time went by a lot faster than I remembered it going by when my parents were in the carpet store. So it was time to go, and of course, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to leave the toys. So I thought, why not take the toys with me? So I stuffed them in my sock, and I tried to sneak them out. And I was getting away with it. Step by step, I was smooth, everything was going perfectly, until I took the first step into the car, and out came the toy. Mission impossible. So my parents saw me, saw the toy. They made me walk back into that store and return the toy. As if that wasn't embarrassing enough, they had me walk straight back into the store and apologize to the owner face to face. So I walked back, head down, ashamed, miserable, embarrassed, dreading it, dragging my feet back into the store to tell the owner I was sorry. Brothers and sisters, this might be how we see confession. Very often, I can say for myself, this is how I see confession. The walk of shame up to the priest at the icon, dragging my feet, dreading it, embarrassed about what I have done. We can easily see confession as something negative. We can see repentance as something negative, a punishment for our sins, a vision of our ugliness. And so we think to ourselves, oh, I'll confess later, I just... I can't deal with overcoming this sin right now. There's too much going on in my life. I just can't work through it right now. Too much will get brought up. Not now, but probably later. Maybe later. Later, but not now. And so we put it off. We say, I'll do it later. We say, I'll do it later as we think. I'm going to be so vulnerable, so exposed, so humiliated. I can't see myself in this way. I don't want to be vulnerable, exposed, and humiliated. The next time we think that, we'll look at the cross and ask ourselves, what do we see and what do we know? Do we see vulnerability, Christ exposed and humiliated only on the outside? We know in truth that the crucifixion is an 
icon of victory. The crucifixion icon is an icon of victory, of hope, of love, of divinity. Yes, divinity. For humility is divinity. And brothers and sisters, confession might be our most divine moment. It might be our most humble moment. It might be our most godlike moment. It might be the most we can identify with Christ, who is the humble one. Our God is a humble God. And through confession, we enter into that humility, that divine humility shown on the cross. Yes, that means confession is also a cross. It is a struggle to admit our faults, to come to terms with our sinful situations, to see ourselves vulnerable and exposed. But always leads to resurrection. A cross leads to resurrection. The fruit of repentance is resurrection. Repentance is resurrection. It's new life in the embrace of God. Repentance unites us to God. Our path to theosis, theosis means becoming like God, becoming one with Him. Our path to becoming like God is a journey of repentance and confession. Confession is not something off the beaten path. It's not for the terrible people who sin. It's for the people of the church. Confession is not shameful. It's human. St. John Chrysostom says, Pay attention carefully. After the sin comes the shame. Courage follows repentance. He says further, Did you pay attention to what I said? Satan upsets the order. He gives the courage to sin and the shame to repentance. The church drives this point home. Repentance is not shameful. It would be one thing if in the Bible, in the hands of the church, there were really no mention of sin or repentance. But that is just not the case. They are literally filled with it. It is filled with sin and repentance. It's filled with talking about our repentance and our sin. I don't think you could even go through five minutes of the service without hearing some mention of sin and repentance. And what comes to mind from the service of Paraclesis to the Mother of God, we see attacks of the passions disquieting. My soul to repletion has been filled with despondency. From the great abundance of all my sins, ill am I in body, and ailing also am I in soul. So let's call it for what it is. We sin often, and repentance is the reality in our lives. It is natural in this fallen world to repent. It is human to repent. It is what we are born into. We are born into a sinful world, and we repent our way to the kingdom. We repent our way to the kingdom. It's just what it is. It is medicine for our condition. And that metaphor probably is even a little weak. It is the food we need to partake of in order to grow into unity with God. It is the nutrition we need in order to grow into what and who God created us to be. It is the process of transformation in which creation becomes like the Creator. Repentance and confession. Yet we think it's embarrassing and we neglect it. And Christ knew we would. So he says even further, there is more joy in heaven 
Over one sinner who repents, than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. He's like, hello 2017, hello Father Alex. Repent, it's part of being human. Our salvation depends on it. By widening the gates of repentance, we open the doors to paradise. We open the doors to Christ. For confession is not embarrassing, it's embracing. This is the image of today's gospel. This is the image of the prodigal son. The father embracing the son in repentance. And even more than embracing, running towards the son. This is the image of confession, a loving embrace. The embrace of a father. The embrace of love, hope, trust, mercy. All these are present in the father's embrace. All these are present in confession. So brothers and sisters, confession isn't embarrassing, it's embracing. It's deifying, reuniting us with our maker. It is surrender to God, turning away from our inward selfish focus, and instead looking towards the creator who created us, and whose image we were made. It isn't the vision of our ugliness, it is the vision of God's beauty, as Metropolitan Police Square says. The focus is on our reunion with Him. The focus is on our union with Him. We only reach this union if we surrender our weaknesses to Him and bring Him into our battles. Abba Trifon says, Only through repentance can one enter into communion with God. This life has been given to us for one purpose, that we might become like God and be united to God as was His purpose from the beginning. But in our fallen state, our brokenness keeps us separated from God. Repentance changes this scenario, cleanses our soul, clearing the way for complete union with Christ and making us whole. Repentance allows God to work salvation through our weakness. The reality, as we said earlier, is that we sin. Yet it is through our weakness and through our sin that God brings us to union with Him. He works for our salvation even through our weakness. He is the all-powerful God. When we confess to God our weakness, we learn to become humble and merciful, which is what God is. We learn to look outside of ourselves and beyond ourselves. We learn to look beyond ourselves instead of inwardly at ourselves in a selfish and isolated way. When we turn to God in repentance, we surrender our heart and mind to God. We join ourselves to our Creator. Is this not the beginning of union with God? We invite God into our personal situation. We turn our heart and our mind over to Him. We turn our biggest fears our most vulnerable and embarrassing faults. What surrender? And what a unifying thing. What a mystery that vulnerability leads to unity. We can only be unified if we are first vulnerable and open. Just like in any relationship, just like in any marriage. We can't truly be united to someone if we aren't first vulnerable. As we see ourselves for who we are, it allows us to see God for who He is, the humble Redeemer, 
we in turn recognize His presence in us. It is through our vulnerability, humility, and surrender, and dependence on God, our confession, that God chips off all that is tarnishing His image in us. So this doesn't mean we go off and sin because this is something that's going to help us grow closer to God. That's not what I mean. We don't just go off and sin. But it does mean that God is all-powerful, so powerful that He will even use our sin to work for our salvation when we come to Him in confession. Confession is strength made perfect in weakness. In our weakness, we come to confession and become a little more humble, a little more merciful, and connected and united to God. We lay at Christ's feet all the crap that weighs down, that weighs us down, and tarnishes His image in us. And in turn, we surrender ourselves to Him who embraces us and takes us up upon His shoulder. He who is the Good Shepherd, the embracing Father, who desires that His creation share in His embracing and unifying love for eternity. So the next time we think of confession as that shameful walk to the priest, instead we'll remember it is a joyful leap into the embracing arms of our Lord. We are like the child of a soldier who finally sees his dad after months and months of being away, and we run and we jump into his open arms. That's how we come to confession. And next time we think it's going to humiliate us and break us down, we remember that it is in fact building us up into citizens of the kingdom. It is forming us and shaping us into the image of our Creator. It is guiding us towards our original calling. It is leading us toward unity with Christ, the goal and aim of our entire life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.